0: Truth and preservation of our soul shine. I can feel it, yours and mine. Close your eyes and witness it inside. In your bones, you will know. Trust and let go, and let it flow. All Things in the Name of Love, Episode 18, A Deeper Exploration into the Concept of Grace. On this week's episode, I felt compelled to go down the rabbit hole of the concept of grace. It's been showing up in a lot of what I've come across, including last week's podcast. It's something I thought I was doing when i blessed and gave gratitude for my meals, but it feels much lighter and deeper at the same time. So I'm going to break this down in three sections. The first is the image that pops in my head when I think of grace, which is Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers and their amazing dance numbers. Effortless looking, graceful, flowing. I know they both practiced endlessly, and yet the co-creation they made that was captured on film embodies that state of grace that eludes an easy description. Why does it call me so? Well, I've never considered myself to be grateful. As a child, I frequently bumped into things or lost my balance. When I was five, I took ballet lessons for a year. I struggled a bit with conceptualizing movements, which was exacerbated by being dyslexic. So after a year of trying and gloriously making mistakes, we had our recital. I was so nervous. I did the exact opposite of what I was supposed to do. I also didn't know I was. So when I heard laughter, I thought the audience was celebrating with me. Suffice to say, I wasn't invited back the next year. I lost all of my dance friends. Since the classes were in a neighboring town and we all attended different schools, I also lost my confidence and became very self-conscious about dancing. My body stiffened up as I perfected the not-good-enough-but-want-to-and-can't-stop-my-body-feeling-that-beat-white-person-dance. You know what I'm talking about. For decades, I felt this tug between my heart's longings and my fear protecting me from getting mocked. Even though my siltedness was rife for teasing, I even stopped dancing for a while, thinking that I had to be X-level of expert to be allowed to dance. That changed about two months ago when I went to my friend Shefali's wedding. It was an Indian-themed wedding, and it was amazing. There was a lot of dancing after the ceremony. I watched in awe as one of her friends danced, fully in her body, knowing how it moved, and fully engaged in a fabulous act of storytelling to a song. I was blown away by how liberated she was from being self-conscious. She was so fully immersed in the process, the flow, that she forgot herself and was just fully present. She embodied being. I was mesmerized. My heart was fully open after feeling the energy of everyone there witnessing the union of my beloved Shafali with her love, Ajay. It's been the first time I've ever experienced a wedding that was so fully love, No stress, no details. I felt none of that, though I'm sure there was some. I just felt this pure love. I felt what I've come to sense is how we're all supposed to truly live. When we got back from Shefali's wedding, I had this need, absolute inexplicable need, to find either belly dancing or Indian folk song music. I'd done belly dancing when I was in grad school as a way to release myself from the stress of grad school, and i, I didn't ever perceive myself doing it well. However, after watching Shafali's friend, I thought, I'm gonna try this. And I slowed down. All of a sudden, I have this, this movement, this flow because I'm not getting in my own way. And I actually have the grace that I thought I never had. It's been a fascinating journey because I can tell when I need to experience grace, I allow myself the opportunity to dance. I recently completed reading Mary Magdalene revealed by Megan Watterson, and one of the most powerful concepts that struck me out of it, was that Mary's Gospel, yes, she wrote one, taught us how to be fully human and fully spiritual. That's how we're supposed to live. That means we can be totally human with our idiosyncrasies, quirks and perceived failures and be fully connected to the divine love that flows in each of us and that we are all connected to and through, that we can forgive ourselves, allow ourselves to play, laugh more, and follow our hearts, which are meant to help us fully feel the soul expressions we long to experience. We must face the ego, not as a foe, but as a misguided protector who follows imaginary limits and fears and tries to keep us safe. As I was digging into this concept earlier this week, I uncovered one such fear. One big, convoluted one that had elements of perfection, judgment, self-sabotage, and subsequent guilt. An old operating paradigm that has finally surfaced. What do I do with it? Well, after a lot of years of practice, I sit with it. I listened to it. The other day, I even felt called to write out what that energy wanted to tell me so I could fully understand it. Then I released it as it no longer serves me. Since then, I've been very gentle with myself, recognizing that emotional wounds need as much care as the physical ones, which brings me back to grace. For me, grace feels like awareness, acceptance, gratitude compassion, love, and gentleness wrapped into one giant, soft, cushy, cozy expression that I can snuggle down into. There's no pressure with grace, no need to be accepted or strive. It's always here for us when we need it. We just have to open ourselves up to receive and accept it. Part two, saying grace. I remember when I grew up. We always said grace at dinner time. I never really got it, because it wasn't fully broken down for me, let alone stated with emotions. Who are we thanking? Why are we only doing it for one meal? These and related questions plagued my burgeoning mind to the extent that I dropped the practice for a few decades. As I've grown more in tune with myself, changed my eating and shopping habits, and gotten a deeper appreciation for the effort involved in growing my own food, I've created a way to express gratitude that connects me with the deep appreciation that I hadn't experienced in my youth. With every meal, I express profound gratitude to everyone and thing involved in the process of allowing me to have this amazing nutritious meal. I bless each and every one and thing with the highest peace, love, joy, unity, harmony, and prosperity. Thank you. Amen. That's my prayer. In it, I know I'm connecting with the farmers, the plants, the equipment, the land, grocery stores, distributors, packagers, vitamin and supplement producers, my local energy provider, tools I use to prep the meal, and my dining and drinkware. I do this because I know that while I prep the food, somebody else grew or caught or manufactured it, I do break down and get simple milk crackers and seed tortilla chips for my gluten-free corn-free treats. Saying this enables me to tap into that deep awareness, appreciation, and love I feel for those who work so hard to provide me food. That feels more like a state of grace than what I grew up with. Another aspect of grace I recently stumbled upon is slowing down. By nature, this is not my default. I have a bit of a tendency to make quick decisions based on my gut sense. I walk fast, swim quickly enough to get a solid workout, and eat without fully tasting meals. Okay, so that was more prevalent than it is now with my awareness that slowing down enables me to connect more deeply with my emotions, what is present in front of me, such as a bowl of fresh berries, and fully engaging my body so that I can really feel a breeze, smell fresh peaches, and get dirt under my fingernails while I'm digging out weeds or planting seeds. I found that slowing down to fully engage my senses enables me to appreciate experiences more fully and deeply. To that extent, I feel like when I slow down, I am embodying grace. Part 3. Webster Dictionary's definition of grace is to give beauty to. I find that intriguing. How does one give beauty? isn't beauty subjective? One can find, let's say, a painting by Albert Bierstadt beautiful, while another may not. So that makes the giving of grace a level of discernment that I don't think applies to it. I find grace for myself, not because I deem myself worthy or not worthy. That's a human construct. Grace is something when we tap into the divine. It's bestowed upon all of us. There is no judgment. We merely have to open ourselves up to receive the energy. We need grace. We are so delightfully human with our idiosyncrasies or perceived foibles that to do without it makes life so toilsome. To be able to step into the energy of the heart and to love from that, as opposed to the mind, gives us the opportunity to dwell in this state. Grace meets us when we're in our worst state and holds us so that we can make it to the other side. Have you ever done something that you felt embarrassed or shamed about? Done something bad that you regret? Well, this is where grace works. You have the awareness of it. Accept it for what it is. Forgive yourself. Offer yourself compassion. And be gentle as you heal from the behavior or limiting belief that held you back. Grace doesn't give you permission to ignore the healing that needs to happen. It does give you a space to do so without judgment. And in this moment on our divine planet Earth, I think we can all step up and receive and offer a little more grace for ourselves and every being we encounter. Those are my thoughts. I'd love to hear what you think. This week's action is, of course, finding out how you can start bringing the awareness of grace into your life. Where are you hard on yourself? Look at whatever it is. Dig in a little to figure out why you are. Then accept the feelings without playing into the story. Be an observer to the feelings and let yourself fully feel them. Forgive yourself for judging whatever it is. Open yourself up to loving you and whatever it is and allow yourself to heal. Until next week, I bid you the highest peace. Love and prosperity. Namaste. Can you help me redefine truth and preservation of our soul? Shine, I can feel it yours and mine. Close your eyes and witness it inside. In your bones, you will know. Trust and let go, let it flow.